our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello, today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a multi-seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kia ora, Sim. Kui. How are you? Do you know what? I am so good. It is... A beautiful day in Tamaki Makoto in Auckland. The sun is shining this time of the year. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. summer, spring for us. Like the seasons are coming alive. I know that everywhere else it's like, you know, you've got your snow and your coldness. Winding down. Winding down. It's you've got your Christmas trees up. <laughs> we, we're we good. I definitely get seasonal. I really get affected by the seasons. Like I don't know how Sonia does it in Canada because it is so cold. I think once she said to me, that in Canada she can get subsidized vitamin D tablets because there's just no <gasps> no no sun. Shocked. Wow. Yeah. Or it's just very limited where you it needs to be subsidized because you're not getting enough sun on your skin. There's just no sun. No. Oh, it's just not even just good weather, just like a nice breeze, a blue sky. It's just amazing and sunshine can do to your mood once I was crying and then I went and laid on my bed and the sun was on me and it was like the sun just like filled me back up with happiness and I was like okay I'm good now it's it's like a right it the sun for me is like a lightning bolt cable for my iPhone yeah 100% USB-C so we're feeling fabulous we know we're feeling really good like we are charged so in today's episode I wanted to talk about an example of it just kind of got sprung about by an influencer who has her company. So she creates content, but then she also has her other brands. And something had happened where she had had a really bad PR move, a bad stint. Now, it is so difficult in the world of social media to know what the right thing to say is, what's not. If you have a business and your business is online, you have PR. And you might think, no, I don't, Simran, like I don't have a PR agency. We don't, Mm. that's not something that most businesses usually have, but we have our own PR moves that we make, whether we are aware of them or not. So we might as well get aware. We might as well learn what to do. There will be a time if your business has an online presence where you might accidentally say or do something that you shouldn't have or was incorrect and how do we manage it how do we deal with it how do we move forward it's definitely not the youtube apology videos that we've seen 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I remember when those were a thing. I just feel like everyone was doing them. It's like, why are we all messing up at the same time? It was something else. But anyway, why does it matter? You might be thinking, well, it doesn't apply to me. It's not that important. I'm not an influencer. I run a construction company. Listen, it does add up. It definitely, it definitely does add up. And the people that think that they don't need to learn media training or PR are the people that are going to get burnt the first because they don't get the Mm. skills. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can be like, no, it won't apply to me. And yet when it happens, it's like saying I don't need a life jacket. And then when you're on a boat and the boat capsizes, you kind of wish you had the life jacket. Right, right. You're kind of like, now I'm doggy paddling back to shore. I wish I had a, I wish I had something on to make this a little bit easier for me. Oh, yes. That's a perfect example because it's just something you can have in your little toolkit. I was snorkeling in Fiji and everyone else was snorkeling without life jackets, but I can't swim. So I had one on. So I was just snorkeling from the very top. <laughs> I, I mean, you still, still a wonderful experience, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was just kind of like looking down at everyone and at the water and just like, <laughs> it was a sight to be seen. <laughs> She was prepared. I was just vertical at the top of the water. (laughs) I can help with your swimming this summer if you like. You said you'd help me last time. Last time you weren't available. (laughs) That's okay. Anyway, let's let's get into the episode. Yeah. You might be thinking, do you have any examples, Simran? Please help me. Okay. If you have heard, maybe I won't use her name, but there was a very famous influencer, and she's still very famous, who actually – I never thought this would happen to her because her entire brand was being authentic and she started off by having her main Instagram account and then she had a second one which was like her account where she would just share the more behind the scenes of herself so it would be like the bad photos or sorry the like 12 photos that she took and then the good photo was posted on her main account but it was just to show you like what real life looks like she would show you the mm. ups and downs she would share videos and photos with her you know bare skin you'd see a real person you'd see acne you'd see someone stressed out she'd share if she was like crying and overwhelmed she'd share like it was just real and it was real and i followed her for so many years and i think It's actually quite impressive that she hasn't been cancelled up to this point because sharing so much vulnerabilities opens you up and makes you so susceptible. And imagine doing things right for five, six, seven, ten years and then you have one blunder and the way she handled it just wasn't good enough and it just fell apart. So this is what happened. Mm. She booked a honeymoon venue in 2021 and she was going to stay there in March 2022. But... A month after booking it, she had to postpone her wedding because obviously COVID. And so she was like, she called up the company and she was like, hey, like, I'm not coming to this honeymoon anymore. I've only booked it a month ago. It's for next year. Like, can I cancel it? And they said on their terms and conditions that customers are actually not eligible for refunds if they canceled. And she threatened to take them to fair trading if they didn't refund her deposit. She kind of put up an Instagram story sharing the, she was just sharing her frustration. She was like, oh my goodness, I am so upset at this company. They like won't refund me. And 
it backfired because I think she expected that everyone would completely agree with her and and that's like issue number one and I'll put a pin in that and talk about why that's an issue to begin with mm-hmm. but people were like this is a small business and you should have read their terms and conditions and now you're blasting them negatively and she lost a lot of support she lost a lot of followers and what the second problem was because that's the first issue it wasn't that bad what she did in my opinion like yes it was wrong yes it's selfish yes it's like she everyone does it though everyone makes a mistake everyone has bought something decided that they didn't want it and been like oh crap like I want my money back maybe we've sent one or two emails in our life where we're like this is not fair. Please refund me. I didn't read the terms and conditions. They're so small. Da, da, da. Like, there's so many things that can happen. Mm. But how you handle it is one thing. And then what you respond when people say that you're being ungrateful or entitled or you're trying to use your influencer status to, you know, get past their terms and conditions and be like, well, mm-hmm. if you don't like give me a refund, I'll blast you on my socials. Her apology was a Instagram story that just said this. I'm sorry to anyone I've hurt with my comments. I hold myself accountable for my actions. It doesn't excuse anything, but I know that I've grown immensely in the past several years. Full stop. I always do my best to be someone others can look up to, and I know I've let other people down for that, and I'm truly sorry. Full stop. That was it. Mm. And so unsurprisingly, it didn't do didn't go well. Didn't go well, didn't do the job. People then searched this is where it gets a bit nasty. And look, I don't condone this. I, I don't condone what she said. I also don't condone what people did. But they went back, searched up all her like past posts on Facebook, and she left oh. this review on Uber once being like in 2017, like, my order didn't come for 20 minutes and the person that I was giving delivery instructions to said that they couldn't understand me and I think she said can you please get more English speaking drivers which is kind of racist and then she got slammed for being racist and it just it was a downhill experience oh cancel culture is terrible like that and yeah I mean look I don't condone what she said yeah it's obviously not nice but It just goes to show like bad PR can have such an impact on you. The reason why this came up is I saw an article about her two days ago where she said now that she's too scared to post and she doubts everything she does and it's had such an impact on her and it's had an impact on her business and she was so sad about it. So bad PR can have a real impact on your business no matter how involved in social media your business is or isn't. So let's talk about it. Yes. And so, Sim, what do you mean by PR? I probably should have defined that at the start, shouldn't I? That's okay. (laughs) PR or public relations is an umbrella term that to me as a business owner, the way I understand it, is it's the way that your public perceive you. It's kind of like your branding. It's the things that you are doing, but it's more current. It's more topical. If someone's like, goes at invest, it does a lot of good work. That is PR because that is like we are actively doing good work and then we are actively showcasing that we are doing good work so that people say we are doing good work. It is helping create a perception about your brand or your product. So let's say you're an actor and you've got a movie coming out. You end up doing a lot of press, a lot of PR Mm -hmm. and a lot of that press. You'll suddenly notice like you'll never hear about Margot Robbie for like six months and then suddenly she's doing all these talks she's doing vogue Mm -hmm. she's doing vanity fair there's like she's doing a game she's suddenly like on the the late show and then you find out like 
three weeks later, a movie about her is coming out or like Barbie is coming out. And so mm-hmm. PR is a way for people to be like, you know, she's so likable. She's such a great person. She's so down to earth. And then two weeks later, you're like, oh, a movie by her is coming out. I'm going to go watch it. It is the creation or the reminder rather of the image that you want people to have about your company or your product and service. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, when you initially was like, everyone, I guess, who has a business, public figure, or, you know, a really big successful business in the public eye, you know, you are engaging in PR, whether you know it or not. I was like, I don't don't really understand that because I think PR is just those press things. Whereas now I see it as you are a topic of conversation for someone, whether you are prepared for it or not. Yes. So if you had to like define it properly, PR is the deliberate, planned and sustained effort to establish and maintain a mutual understanding and excellent communication between an organization and its public perception. And so it is Mm. controlled in a way like you are controlling or it is you're trying to control how people see and feel about a person or a brand or a company. If you're a small business and you make your side hustle and you make, you know, clay earrings on the side and on your Instagram story, you're like, hey guys, just, you know, did my morning routine. I'm going to go make the earrings and I'm going to like listen to some Lana Del Rey. And I'm not trying to profile anyone. I listen to Lana Del Rey when I create art. Um, <laughs> that is you doing PR. Like you can be like, no, that was innocent, but you're trying to create a mental image of where this product comes from. You are helping people oh. understand like this is a homemade business. This is done in my living room. This is the person behind the brand. I'd like to do my morning routine. These are my values. I like relaxation. I like Lana Del Rey. And therefore, if you relate to that and you like my earrings, this is a good product for you. Mm, okay. That's a very good example, Sim. And so what has this bad PR <laughs> issue, how has this impacted or can impact people's businesses? Well, it comes down to, you know, with this person that had had the honeymoon thing, everything that she talks about, all her values, all her like day in my life, it's PR to help paint a picture about who she is and what she stands for. Because Mm. if you talk about mental health every day, then that is like your PR as a business to be like, this is important to me. And if people can relate to me, they're going to be closer to me and they can, you know, have this sort of parasocial relationship and I can help them through my products and services, for example, or the partnerships that I have. Good PR is when you can communicate your brand and its value to your customers in a way that is authentic and they don't feel like you're forcing it down their throats, that's fantastic PR. An example of PR, I would say, is when Sonia and I talk about our friendship on the podcast and we're like, oh my God, we fight so much or we used to fight when we were kids. We used to push each other. We've had like physical fights when we were eight years old. Like it is something else. (laughs) Imagine these two South Asian girls like just going for it going at it it's like obviously authentic and we want to talk about it and we talk about it normally but if we talk about it on a podcast it's helping to remind people of who we are and the values and where this you know we're these two best friends that have known each other forever and we never talked about money and now we do and it's so important to 
That's good PR. I just use myself as an example. That was a little bit conceited. Bad PR is <laughs> it works. Bad PR is when you respond to something or you say something or you do something as a business that shows values or morals that you probably shouldn't be having. You probably shouldn't be displaying. I think as people that share a lot about themselves or their lives online, influencers or people of like media personalities, and I'd say ourselves, like we're a media company, but we share a lot. As soon as you start to share so many things about yourself, you can get into the, like it's murky waters where you start sharing things that you just assume everyone's going to agree with. And they're like, wait, Mm. that's that's a bit off that's a bit off that's like a champagne problem or that's something that like <laughs> not everyone feels or deals with and then you don't become relatable anymore you lose your relatability and people are like oh she's just out of touch she's out of touch she's lost her way is that fair or not that's not for me to decide but that's just the truth that's how it happens you can wish for a different world we don't have a different world this is the world we're in and so i don't think she should have shared her frustration in a way that made it seem like she was trying to use her influence to Mm. bully that company into giving her a refund. Right. And so, yeah, I'm just thinking the issue was, well, obviously her behavior, but could it have been a more positive PR piece? Yeah. This is how I would have done it. If I was her, I would have like obviously reached out to them and be like, oh my goodness, I really would love a refund. Like, I'm so sorry I've canceled my wedding. Like, I'm not going. And if they were like, Mm. we can't give you a refund, I would have been like, rather than saying, I have a following and I'm going to slam you, I would say, look, I totally get that. If you give me a refund, I would, in exchange for it, promote your business or in exchange for Mm. I'd love to do some stories about how I've had to cancel my wedding but you were a company that I'm going to book with or I have booked like there's just a positive win-win in the situation clearly that company didn't want to give her a refund they could have just credited it I think that's probably what they were offering if I was in her shoes and I wanted to share my frustration either I would have shared like okay we've got we found out this deal and I would have said it in a positive way or If I needed to share my frustration, I would have been like, oh my goodness, guys, I was going to go on this honeymoon with my partner. I'm so silly. I didn't read the terms and conditions. And now I can only get a credit and not a refund. I wouldn't have said the company. I wouldn't have tagged them. And I would have just said, please learn from my mistake and make sure that you read terms and conditions. I would hate for this to happen to someone else. I'm very privileged. I'm lucky enough that this isn't going to bankrupt me, but it's a (laughs) inconvenience. That's going to get such a different response because you're going to get people replying to the stories being like, yeah, you should check these things next time. Definitely be careful. Thank you for like reminding us. I'll definitely do that for my honeymoon. I was going to book it soon. Now I'm going to read the terms and conditions. You can share your frustrations. Right. Yeah. Because you framed it well where you placed, you know, good values Mm. with it as well. You're like, I'm really frustrated about this. This was definitely on me, but here's how I can, you know, help you. Here is a, a reminder, everyone, check your terms and conditions. Yeah, like don't make the same mistake I've made. And and just kind of leave it from there. Like I think it's so important to remember that not everyone, if you are a large figure or if you're a business, even just being a business is in itself or having a business in itself is a privilege and not everyone has that privilege. And the people that follow you and look 
maybe up to you or want to associate with you, you only have what you have because of them. And if you give them positivity and Mm. value and helpfulness, they will give you that 10 times back. But if you complain to them or use them as bait to put down other companies or businesses or products, Mm, people don't want to be part of that. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone. And the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. It's a key. Like we built you up to be this person. Or we, we as a community let you be, you know, so influential. Don't use it for negative things. Mm. And how can we differentiate a big PR moment versus a little one? I think if you have a business online and someone leaves you negative feedback or a negative comment or criticism, it is so easy to like make it feel like everyone feels that way about you. And it is so easy to be like, oh my God, I've lost touch. Everyone hates me. Like I remember once I don't blame them that this is just their opinion, but it was January, 2022. Someone sent me a, like just a not so nice DM and they were like, also, you don't even seem like you know what you're talking about. Like everything you say is Googleable. And I like literally cried and I sent it to Sonia and she was like, what's their name? What's their DM? I'm logging in. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. And I was like, I'm firing off. Uh, and I was like, no, it's okay. Like, <laughs> I'm fine it's fine and I think what hurt is for a second I thought oh my god this person feels this way everyone feels this way and that's a small PR moment because that is technically like the view someone has about our business and we've not curated our business in a way that they think the podcast is worth their time and then I was like but also look at the millions of downloads we have clearly some people have liked it Clearly, it's not for everyone. We can never be for everyone. And you just have to put it into perspective. A small bad PR move is, you know, someone giving you feedback and you think everyone feels this way and they don't. A big PR move in a way that you should be concerned is when something is either consistently brought up or a lot of people are telling you this. Like if you have one article that's like, while being with Maya is like, I don't know. Not well. Not well. <laughs> or like, like she's, I, I don't know. She is not funny. Like something that you're just like, okay, like that's one article. Like, thank you. But if 
every article was saying that or if every comment like every post had people commenting that then that's when you're like okay this is a big PR issue multiple people right are, are like flagging this consistently I need to do something about this you cannot respond to every single negative comment every single negative article like we've had people on TikTok say that we're we're like a scam like we're like a scam business and if I <laughs> reply to every single person that's bad PR in itself because I'm giving it fuel more airtime giving it more airtime and it kind of like if I was replying to all of them that looks a bit scammy <laughs> to be like no no we're not a scam but no no we're not a scam but like so that's how you differentiate between if it's big or if it's small if it's something to worry about if it's something to not and can I just like very quickly break down how to do an apology Oh, please. Yes. Because let me remind you, this is what this person who we're using in this reference, this was her apology. I'm sorry to anyone I've hurt with my comments. I hold myself accountable for my actions. That's not how you start. You don't say I'm sorry to anyone I've hurt with my comments because you're then saying, you know, if anyone's hurt, I apologize. It should be, I'm sorry for this not if you're not saying it's like when someone's like i'm sorry if i hurt your feelings you're like but you did hurt my feelings yeah so yeah. just be sorry for it yeah not like yeah. you know if there's anyone out there that's feeling this dumb way like i'm sorry yeah <laughs> then i guess i'm sorry to you yeah i'm sorry uh, whatever to anyone that's not what we want to do i am sorry to my community for mm. hurting them with my comments i am sorry like be direct and be intentional i am sorry to the small business she didn't acknowledge what people were most upset with which was that she had this like company that had said no refunds they were a small business they weren't like this big it wasn't like an airbnb it was like a family-owned company mm. like i'm sorry i did not realize that the company i was dealing with was just a family-run business and I understand as a you know business owner myself, or I understand that this is their livelihood and I was only seeing it from my perspective and I didn't take a second to pause. Like just hit the nail on the head. Like be sorry for what you're sorry for. I hold myself accountable for my actions, but then she didn't talk about what her actions were. So how do we know as her audience that she's aware of what she's done? Mm. like it's yeah. like you don't say i hold myself accountable for my actions you say i hold myself accountable for xyz xyz for, yeah like i hold myself accountable for reacting to that business not giving me a refund in a way that i am not proud of i was frustrated and it was not their fault that i have changed my wedding date and i just needed to like you know, reel it in, or I should have been more appreciative of them offering to give me a credit rather than a refund. And like, I'm ashamed that I reacted that way. Mm. Then she said, it doesn't excuse anything, but know that I have grown immensely in the past several years. That doesn't help anyone. Don't say that. No, because <laughs> it's just like, how do we know that you're not saying you know showing how you've grown i always do my best to be someone others can look up to i kind of like that i think she's like acknowledging it and i know i've let people down and for that i'm truly sorry but she doesn't explain why like you need to say i know i always try to do my best to be someone others can look up to 
I know I've let people down with my behavior during a time that didn't serve me, or I know I let people down when I tried to use my influence to maybe get preferential treatment. And for that, I'm truly sorry. Then you follow it up with something you've actually done, an actionable step that you have done because I'm growing or have grown is not enough. I have had a conversation with the small business and I have apologized to them and we have sorted out our differences. And for anyone interested, this is their account. They're a great place. Like, please follow them. If you're going on a honeymoon, I was going to go there. I highly recommend them. Like, give them business. Like, if you can't go and now you've like tried to slander them, why not try and undo that by being like, you know what? I was wrong to put them down. Let's just build them back up. If people are upset at me for smashing down a small business, let me do the opposite and build up that business and actually say, like, just own what you've done and Mm -hmm. as much as you can do good to try to undo. To mend it. To mend it. Oh, okay. And so how – because the message that you wrote sounded good. I was like, I preferred that because – her actual one just was very like copy and paste, very impersonal. Yes. And I think that's the issue with it is just kind of seems like it was blatantly like, oh, I don't care about this minuscule issue. <sighs> Can it come across as if you're like once, you know, yesterday slamming this business for not letting you get a refund and then, you know, a week later you're like, guys, go and give this place business I'm just thinking, could you get more slack for that? Because you're like, well, now I think you're lying because last week you said that, you know, not to give them business and now Mm. you're just a liar. I think it's doing it in an authentic way where you're not saying I've always loved them. Right. Okay. You're saying I've realized that I've made a mistake and I have for my own gain tried to slander their customer service, but I've recognized that. It was not their fault and I'd loved, we've made amends. I've gone and sat on them or I've had a meeting with them. And if anything, you know, because she canceled it because of COVID, like her thing was like COVID. She was like, if anything, like they're probably struggling even more than I am during COVID. So if you're in the position to, and you're looking for a gorgeous place in like XYZ location, they're a really great place to go. Mm, So just really, actually that's, that's really well done, Sim. Pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freaking fabulous. How can businesses avoid this? How can you avoid bad PR? Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't think you always can. There will be times where you think no one that's been canceled has been canceled intentionally. We yeah. have, as humans, made decisions where we're like, I think this is the right thing to do. And sometimes it isn't. I used to always stress, like, will we get cancelled? Will we say something people don't agree with? The world changes so quickly. My views today might not be the right views in five years' time. And I've learned, rather than stressing about saying the wrong thing, learn how to always be someone that is growing and learn how to be someone that is okay with saying, that was bad, but I'm going to make amends and I'm going to be better and I'm no better than other people. This is my little secret sauce. The people that get cancelled the fastest are usually the people that have a level of like, is it snobbery to them? Or like better than others? Right. Yeah. Like the people that are like holier than thou or the companies that give holier than thou energy, they get the most flack 
when they do something incorrect because it's like, see, you always made me feel bad and now you've made a mistake and I'm going to drag you down. Mm. I think it's also worth remembering that, especially if you're a media business, especially if you're a business that grew from the start, people love to support people like them. People love to uplift you and uplift others. If you stop serving the people that made you who you are, that is when you will lose that touch. That is when you will lose. If you start thinking I am successful because of myself, as opposed to I have gained success because people that want to give us their business have given us their business. That is like you setting yourself up for failure because just as quickly Mm. as they came to support you, they will just as quickly unfollow you, leave the door. It is out. It is so important to always remember that you are here to serve people. You are here to serve your community. Your community might be 10 people that subscribe to your mailing list. Your community might be the 50 people that have bought your t-shirts from your t-shirt business. Whatever your community looks like, it could be 250,000 people on the GTI Instagram page. If we woke up one day and made content that we wanted just for us or did business deals that we wanted just for us or I don't know, acted in a way that wasn't to benefit our community, instead was to benefit our egos. Like, you might as well put a countdown for us being cancelled. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, especially when you have a community who've been with you for, you know, years and, and then you're like, oh, these values that they're showing or the way that they've reacted to the situation does not align with what I believe in anymore and therefore... Uh, yeah, I'm just going to unfollow, stop supporting. It's as fragile as that. Like you just, you cannot expect that. Like that person who we're referring to, people started following that account of hers because she was relatable and she was showing real life and people were like, oh my God, a breath of fresh air. And then she starts complaining about an extremely first world problem. She, out of the average person, is fine if her deposit gets held in credit. She's mm. not the struggling everyday human being it's just you become tone deaf out of touch out of touch and Mm. I constantly make sure I constantly check in with myself and I constantly am like we can't lose the finger on the pulse Mm. so I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up I hope this has been helpful if you have learned how to do better PR if you've learned that you do have PR in your company no matter how big or small or if you think you have it or not if you have learned how to write a better apology for if or when (laughs) you get cancelled we are here to help please take a screenshot send it to your friend if you've worked out who this person is please don't send it to them I don't think they need any more salt (laughs) in their wound no she's dealing with it but in saying that see you next week Maya kakitesim bye bye and as always to finish off with our disclaimer girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence Alrighty, till next time team bye